Welcome, everyone, to the chat. I'm coming to you from the beautiful city of Columbus, Indiana. My name is Nida Evans, and I am the host for the chat. It airs each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock on radio station WYGS, and it can be live-streamed from its website. The chat is also available on Google, Apple, and Spotify podcasts. My guests for the chat today are Josh, Lisa, and Dave Spidell. If you will recall on February 1st, 2015, Joshua was in a horrific car accident in which he sustained unimaginable injuries. We'll be right back with the chat. Today, the chat is a bit different from our usual chats. We are chatting with Joshua, Lisa, and Dave Spidell. If you will recall, on February 1st, 2015, Joshua was in a horrific car accident in which he sustained unimaginable injuries. Today, we're chatting with Josh and his parents about what happened at the time of the accident and going forward all the way to today. Welcome to the chat, Josh, Lisa, and Dave. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you for coming in to share your story with the chat. I think it's more a story about God than anything. Yes, definitely. We, absolutely. We absolutely. It's all about God. I think we see that more and more often as the story goes on. It's more, it's the story is about God more than us. The little things, you know, because when we're going through it, it's going so fast. But when we look back, we see that, wow, God was in play. This is God's story. Praise the Lord for that, Josh. I'd like for us to get right into what you have to share with the audience here. Let's divide our sharing time into four areas. Who, what, when, and where you saw God in the midst of everything that has happened. Tell us about the Spidells. Oh, thank you, Nida, again for having us. My name is Lisa Spidell. We are from Columbus, Indiana. And I'm David Spidell. And I am Joshua Spidell. Yep, great to be here. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Yeah, so we live in Columbus. We've been in Columbus 19 years. We have two older daughters and three grandchildren. Very good. Grandchildren. Yes, three. (laughs) Three Three-year-old and 18-month-old girls. Wonderful. I've been with Frontier Communications for 26 years down in the Seymour area. And I'm an elementary school principal. I'm a principal at Waldron Elementary in Shelby County, a little small rural school in the middle of some cornfields. And I'm starting my seventh year there. And then I am just now about, I'm a week away from starting full-time with the program called Reach, which is based downtown. And then I'm doing a lot of coaching up in Greenwood. Now I'm the head seventh grade coach at Northside Middle School. Couldn't I love that more? Wonderful. Where do y'all attend church right now? We attend Community Church of Columbus, CCC. We've been there since... Well, since we moved here, we're actively involved. We've got a small group. We both do. I joined uh, Daniel Douglas. At the um, He's the co-leader of the youth ministry with Adam Smith. Joined his small group. And I'm also in the youth group. Got my, uh, they're ever growing. They'll be just finished their freshman year. So I'm going to be starting a sophomore year. Let's get into now answering the question, what? What happened on the night of the accident? One of my favorite Bible verses, and I didn't realize what it meant until February 1st, 2015, is Joshua 1, 9, and it says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. On February 1st, it was Super Bowl night, and Dave and I were watching the Super Bowl, A couple of hours earlier, Josh had said, hey, I'm going to the gym. I'm going to get some shots up, which is nothing unusual. He had a key to the gym, and so off he went. Okay, have fun. See ya. And Dave and I are watching the Super Bowl. At that time, we had a phone number pop up on our TV that said unknown. Oh, my goodness. Who is calling us on Super Bowl night? Just So we just ignored it. 
And then just a little bit later, the phone rang from, and it said it was from CRH, Columbus Regional Hospital. And I went, oh, Dave, we answered the phone. And all that the nurse said was, is this Dave Spidell or Josh Spidell's family? Yes, this is Josh Spidell's family. He's been in an accident. You need to get to Columbus Regional Hospital as soon as possible. He's being transferred to Methodist. We're just not sure he's going to make it. Phone down. I remember calling the girls, Jamie and Michaela, and Dave drove over. We didn't live very far from the hospital. You know, you're, you're like in this state of shock. Okay, well, what, what's going on? What, what, what happened? What happened? And I remember walking into that emergency bay, people looking at us. There was a whole group of first responders lined up. And I remember them looking at, at me like they felt sorry for me. And I wanted to say, don't look at me that way. Don't, don't look at me that way. They pointed us to the room where Josh was. Because of Josh's brain injury, his body, it was trying to compensate, trying to figure out what was going on. The doctor quickly told us that they need to take him to do another scan. The lifeline could not fly because the ceiling cloud was too low and it was cold and we were supposed to have ice. They had to prepare the trauma ambulance to transport him. So in the meantime, they're working on that. We're trying to call family, going, I don't know what's going on. We don't know. Josh is being transferred. Then someone said something to us. I don't remember who it was that said, well, the person that was with Josh is over in the other room. And we're like, what? We had no idea. He was with someone. We had no idea. Kind of briefly went over. And it was a girl that Josh had been communicating with. Found out the details. Josh had a basketball game on Saturday night. She had reached out, and then they met, and they were just going to get a drink. Crossed over US 31, got the drink. As they were coming back across, Josh pulled out in front of a vehicle, and he was T-boned on the driver's side. That was the first time that we knew anything about that. We had no, no idea. So I went through all kinds of emotions with that. Because number one, I was mad that, okay, why would Josh lie to us? Why would he not tell us the whole truth? To, it's just amazing the range of emotions that you can feel in such a short amount of time. They prepared the trauma unit. Um, we were able to talk with some of the first responders. So they load him up. And one of the stories is when we were traveling north following it, we could actually see them working on Josh working on keeping him alive. And I think, I remember Lisa and I both praying, and I still talk about it to this day, there was a calm, calmness over us that I've never felt before. And it's kind of like you follow and you follow, and you don't realize you're going to need him sooner or later. Things like this happen in your life. As we traveled and watched as they worked in front of us, Lisa and I both prayed and said, he's yours. There's nothing we can do going forward and when we walked through that room there was such a calm and there was like probably 30 people there already that, it'd be that had already beat us there and had actually mm. praying for us and when we walked through that emergency door we just felt a total calm as we realized he's in your hands nothing else we could do absolutely walking into that methodist emergency room and just not having a clue what was going on to be greeted by so many people it yeah. was it was amazing it was absolutely amazing what about that piece that you were just talking about dave you said you had not experienced that before what do you think about that time well i i think there's so many things that happen in our lives that you know we just kind of move on and and it's time like that that you realize man he's he's real we have a tendency, I think, to go through emotions or go through just going through things, and we really don't pay much attention. But at that time, when you mm-hmm. needed him, he mm-hmm. was there, and he's always there. But at that time, it was just like it was just like a breath, and mm-hmm. and then moving forward, it was just like we were going to hopefully have an opportunity to help others through this journey and stuff and we'll get more into that but i just it was just a calm that i've never felt before 
and yeah, leave. I remember Dave just asking God, give us every emotion right now so that when we walk in that door, we have what we need. I do. I remember going through the sobbing until, I mean, my body was shaking to just mad to to just, okay, what are we going to do now? To, yeah. And like Dave said, when we pulled in that parking lot at Methodist and we walked in, there was just a peace. There was just some type of calmness that was over our hearts. Isn't that just like God, though? to give us exactly what we need when we need it. Not only in regular times, but especially in emergency situations. Don't you find that to be true? Absolutely. Absolutely, he does. He gives us exactly what we need while we may not think that's what we need. But looking back, Uh it's like, okay, wait a minute. God knew that was designed just for me, this path. Thank you so much for sharing this first part of your story with us. We've got to take a break, so we'll be right back with the chat. We're back with the chat, and we're chatting with the Spidells. Lisa, you want to continue on? Absolutely. Yeah. Again, thank you for this opportunity. As we were talking about, Josh was involved in a car accident on February 1st, 2015, where he pulled out in front of an SUV. The SUV was going 50, 55 miles an hour. The driver door took the brunt of that. So Joshua received a severe traumatic brain injury from that impact. We say just a brain injury because when you look at the car, when you look at everything, you think, how is he not broken bone, torn ligament? There was nothing else. And he was in a coma for... 62 days. Also, I never ever wanted to be an expert in traumatic brain injury recovery but mm-hmm. and I don't think I'm an expert I am not I'm not calling myself an expert it's amazing those things that you learn that you think hey I never knew that I was going to need that mm-hmm. Joshua's coma rating scale so Glasgow coma scale is from 3 to 15 3 is that there is no movement there's it's technically brain dead Josh's Glasgow coma scale was a 4 we were given very little hope very little hope. Yeah, I know in that first few um, few hours, the best they told us that he was going to be is vegetable state in a nursing home and someone feeding him. One of the things I realize is God put us together a long time ago, Lisa mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. and we saw things totally different. You know, she was the expert on that stuff. I was looking at Josh going, okay, he's going to miss a few games. We're going to have him back before sectional. You know, I'm already thinking ahead. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be good. And she was the more that kept the family tight Mm -hmm. together. I remember when we got there and they said that, Lisa goes, don't ever say that to us again. Everything's positive. When we talk in front of Josh, he hears us. And we are praying for you because God put you in this story. Mm-hmm. I know she was very strong with her faith, very strong with praying for them. She amazed uh, how strong she was to do the things she did. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Joshua is the all-time leading scorer at Columbus North and all-time leading rebounder at Columbus North. Mm-hmm. He was a junior all-star, being a senior all-star also basketball had 13 division one offers something around there <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah. yeah so 13 division one offers made the decision to commit to the university of vermont so on josh's 18th birthday he committed to the university oh. of vermont wow and so basketball has been a driving force behind all of this so you know uh-huh. it's a it's a basketball you bounce it you shoot a hoop yeah but it became therapy for josh it's the one thing that we knew that he knew we were blessed to have so many therapists that understood that they sat down with us to get to know joshua and then best design a recovery program for him and so basketball then became therapy everything that they did you know, we looked at Josh's brain injury. If you think about a brain injury, we have so many files in our brain. When there's like a traumatic brain injury, your file cabinet gets dumped upside down. 
all the pages are still there, but they're not in the right files. Starting to put those pieces back together and put the things away in the right file that they need to. Kind of how we approached it. And, and they used basketball to do it. And basketball was used to do it. Yep. Josh, is there anything you yeah. want to add in here? Anything you want um, to say? Yeah, you know, I'm actually, I'm reading this book, John Mark Homer, and I think if you read the Bible, and the Bible says that Jesus was never in a hurry. He was on his way to Jerusalem or Bethlehem because a um, dad had came and asked uh, if he could heal his daughter of this illness, and Jesus was never in a hurry. He walked with the dad, said yes. And on the way, he was stopped by a by a man, some life-changing illness, and he was not faltered. He knew his end goal, but he didn't let that phase him. Like, he healed that man because he came to him with faith that Jesus could uh, could heal him, and, um, and then he went on his way. And I, you know, I'm just so thankful I'm able to read that book now. I just I think about, like, just uh, think of all the people, and like, I remember, like, when I woke up, like, I want to play basketball. I want to play basketball now. Mm-hmm. God knew his timing. God knew when I'd be able to and if I'd be able to. And I'm, like, I'm not back to where I was. And But the progress I've made, that it's just, it's only one person to thank. I know people say, oh, man, you have, you worked so hard. And it has been hard work, but... If the Lord didn't equip me with the right therapist, the right parents, the right uh, sisters, the right family, I'm not on this journey alone. But that's where it ends with just me. I'm here because of all them. For me to work hard, people say, man, you work hard. It's like all these people have spent so much time to see me recover, help me recover the way I am the least I can do is work my butt off to try and just say thank you and just say thank you think of Vermont I think of people in Columbus think of CCC think of my church think of my family my parents and really across the world just that all that prayed for me and because my story was so broadcasted a lot of people heard about the wreck and just from basketball and my involvement with basketball, I knew a lot of a lot of families, a lot of people across the state of Indiana and across the world. I mean, mm-hmm. we played against a lot of teams, and we knew a lot of families and individuals. All those prayers, you know, I think it would have been a disservice if I would not have worked my butt off. Being equipped with the best doctors, the best therapists, the best family, you know, I I feel been a disservice to them. Get up every day, be thankful, and have a goal, and work my butt off for it. Josh, it sounds like God gave you the best of everything to help you. You know, I realize that more and more every day. But at least you can see it. Some people wouldn't yeah. be able to see it. Yep. It took this uh, tragedy for me to see it, but I'm just so grateful to see it now. I hate that tragedy brings out sometimes the best in people because usually, I mean, sometimes it brings out the worst, but you realize so much after mm-hmm. it. But I think that's what, that's one of God's stories. Like you bring triumph through tragedy mm-hmm. and so thankful and forever thankful. And that's very clear to see. That's very obvious, especially those of us who are followers of Christ. We know exactly what God was doing or how he was doing what needed to be done, that you were willing and you worked your hardest to help, in a sense, help God. Can we say it that way? Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it may not help God, but thank God. You know, God put all these people in uh, in my path. I'm going to thank him by... Mm -hmm every day getting up not letting the, the fact that this happened not that my parents would let me but getting up going to therapy i remember my first year i got back i was like all right we got to get you back into school mr grimes he uh took me over to pick me up 
took me over to Chuck Grimes, that is. He took me over to Ivy Tech for my first mm. college class. But then I think Lisa Vincent mm. and Miss um, King, a therapist, parents had them, all those people from our church that mom and dad got to come over and help me that God put in my family's life that just helped me recover that I couldn't do without them. In times of tragedy, we do need each other. Mm -hmm. People that we don't realize God will use, but he used them in your life, Josh. Very much so. And we think that is also part of, I feel like God made it very clear to us early on, you know, while we're at the hospital, we have families who have gone through similar journeys just showing up at the hospital for us reaching out on social media to us to say we've been there let me help okay this is going to happen maybe Mm. talking about this so all those things and just then just really felt like okay that's what we're supposed to do to for families and so anytime that we have that opportunity i mean we've made so many trips to methodist and up to rhi we hear these stories or things get brought to us and make those connections with people. I mean, I'm still friends with so many moms who've mm-hmm. been in the same spot where, again, no, we didn't want to do that. We didn't want to be experts in, in traumatic brain injury or recovery. But you know what? I am an expert mm-hmm. with my child. Mm-hmm. And we know mm-hmm. what drives him and what he wants. You know, Josh was talking about just that non-hurriedness. It is so hard. When you are watching your child struggle, he's not breathing on his own, he's not moving, he's not doing any of those things, to not say, okay, God, come on, hurry up, Mm -hmm. hurry up. (laughs) So the doctor said, you know, Dr. Skinner, I remember, he walked out and he wrote, marathon. A traumatic brain injury is a marathon. It is not a sprint Mm -hmm. race. It's a marathon. And I'm like, I don't like marathons. I don't like running. I don't like those things. We're not Jamie Spido. We're not. <laughs> yeah. 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 Jamie's Jamie, my sister, and she, uh, she is. Triathlons, but I'm like, no, this is not what this is not what we want. Josh is supposed to go to school. He's got a scholarship. He has big plans. You know, we want to support him. And But God said, well, we're going to go this route instead. Yeah, and as Josh said, the people... The community, the state, incredible. The people he put around us to love. We had a nurse that prayed over Josh. She played K-Love all the time, and she said, something's different here. And she Mm -hmm. actually held hands with people that came in and prayed, and she Mm -hmm. was there. And it was one that she showed up at Josh's graduation when from high school. And we we haven't seen her since. She left a letter for us when she came to see Josh, and she just talked about God and about, you know, that they don't get to see too many miracles. God picked her for this. Like I said, we have that letter hanging on a wall, and we read it often, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just amazing through this whole journey how people were there for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would think the encouragement that you received, you were talking about Lisa Vincent and various ones that helped you, the encouragement you received just by watching them do their thing. Sharing their gifts Yes, that God had. You know, Joshua, they told us before he left the hospital that he was probably going to learn at about a fourth grade level. And I said, well, we're not talking about that. You're not going to tell him that. He still wanted to go to college. Okay, what can we do? Okay, God, Josh wants to go to college. Can you help us with that? Yeah, incredible story. I mean, people wondered, why'd you pick Vermont? Josh, you had all these other scholarships and stuff. Why'd you pick Vermont? Picked it because he needed to be there. God wanted him there. To this day, I mean, I was getting ready to probably quit my job to get Josh the doctors and whatever. Mm -hmm. And John Becker, coach, had already said they would honor the scholarship. Ended up calling us in Kroger's and saying, hey, Dave, how's things going? What do you think about just getting Josh up here? Well, I think it was one of the first times that we left Josh by himself at home. I don't know if you remember that. We had just left Josh at home by himself because he couldn't be by himself. But Josh said, you guys go. No, I'll be fine. I'm I'm not going to get up. I'll just stay right here in the chair. (laughs) And so we were at Kroger. Of course, I'm trying to hurry. Yeah. And John goes, let's get Josh up here and get him on Mm. the team and and Mm. see what what he can do. And now I'm talking, he could barely walk at the time. We went home after we met Kroger's. I said, hey, Josh, John called. 
are you ready to go to college? He goes, yep, I'm ready. And probably there's a lot of people in the community probably thinking, this family's crazy. <laughs> I mean, we're going to send yeah. them all the way to Vermont. <laughs> yes. Can't walk. Here we go. And we just felt like another calm that, hey, yeah. God was going to be with them and he needed to be there. Mm-hmm. And that was the next step forward mm-hmm. in this journey. You know, I see that as only God can do that. Only God can make a way in such a tremendous way. Only God can. And then again, to give that peace. So Josh said, yes, I want to go to school. And so then we sat down and wrote out, okay, what are the things that you need to work on and that you need to do to be able to independently live a thousand miles away from your family? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we went into, yeah, we went into planning mode for that. And one of the things Josh had to go back through a neuropsych test just to see where he was, the work that he had been doing. The doctor said, you know what, as long as we put a little bit of accommodations in place for like short term memory and writing and things like that, he's going to be fine. I remember making that call to Josh and it's like, okay, now we're full on. We are ready to go. We've got to take another break. We'll be right back with the chat. We're back with the chat. We're speaking with the Spidells. We're learning a lot of what Josh went through and what the whole family went through after Josh's accident. Lisa, you want to take it on from here? So I think we left off getting him ready to go to Vermont. Began immediately praying for the people. Okay, God, please assemble the team that you need for Josh to go to Vermont. And he did. He absolutely did. Josh needed to know how to do was to do laundry. We've done laundry. I'm like, okay, well, how can we teach him this? We decided that we needed to go eat. And so on a Saturday morning, we took Josh, we got some quarters, and we got his clothes, and we go to a laundromat, carried everything in, set it there, and says, okay, Josh, here's what you do, and we will see you in a couple hours. So we left, and Josh stayed there. We're not sure if he got any help why, but when we got back, he was folding clothes. They were dry. <laughs> and so we figured... Well folded. Hey, yes. Well Don't folded. forget that. And you Don't kind of, me sure. And just kind of throw him in, and he figured it out. Yeah. Are you sure you didn't have some help with that, Josh? No, never. (laughs) (laughs) So Josh was continuing therapy here at home all while we're trying to prepare him to go to college. In the meantime, UVM, they are putting things into place to welcome Joshua. Athletic trainers, Coach Mark, there were people, they went to learn as much as they could about traumatic brain injuries and working with athletes with traumatic brain injury and helping Josh understand and help him continue his improvement. Well, and just what I was thinking, how God puts families, we had the community here and and the love and everything, and God gave us a family in Vermont. I mean, truly, Mm. there was people in Vermont, Tom Brennan, his wife, and just everybody. Well, one of the stories, a God thing, is that we had taken Josh there and we great first day. first day and we needed to get a doctor for him. We were in the office at the university and the doctor there was like, uh, well, with the team doctor. And he was mentioning, you need to see Dr. Boyd. He's the best around in Vermont. Neurologist. Uh, he calls him while we're sitting there, you know, me and Lisa looking at each other, praying. We're in, they get on the phone explaining the situation she said man he's booked for another and we were only going to be there a couple of days said he's booked for the next uh, six months yeah and we were like okay we're praying so the nurse goes let me get the information so she's lisa's giving him all the information and stuff and then all of a sudden all of a sudden she goes oh well this doesn't happen often can you be here at 12 o'clock tomorrow wow and because he just had someone canceled just while we're on the line just mm-hmm. cancellation and so we were able to go meet him. Perfect. Stepped right in to where, you know, the people in Indiana were. He stepped right in. Only a God thing. And I remember Lisa telling him when he got off the phone, he said, well, that don't happen often. And Lisa says, welcome to the story. This is pretty awesome. Again, those moments 
where we can say, well, God did that. God orchestrated that. And, you know, I love Josh going to Vermont, able to be bold on a college campus with his faith, putting, again, those people near and around him to be able to be successful. And he was. He was a very successful student athlete. I think another God thing was my freshman year, we had a team dinner for the community for ticket holders to meet the team and the Millers came up to me and that's when I met the Millers. Parents said try and find a church up there when you're up there go to church that fall I said okay I need to find church and we were at the team dinner meet the uh, ticket holders the Millers Jason and Elizabeth they come up to me Hey, Josh, uh, would you like to join us Sundays? We'll come pick you up, come to our church with us. I just thought another God thing, and I think my parents got to come up to the church with me sometimes, and that church and that pastor, yeah, I just think that is another God thing that I couldn't thank him more for. The Millers became such a hmm. pinnacle in my life is when I actually had surgery my junior year and mom and dad were flying up elizabeth actually mom didn't want me to be alone elizabeth offered to stay with me overnight while they traveled Mm -hmm. and just be that mom hand beside me Mm -hmm. and she agreed and i could yeah yeah very thankful for them they they just kind of wrapped josh up and became his vermont family and so again very thankful that god chose them and how close you probably are today because of that okay let's go from talking chatting about the families that god provided for you josh when you were in college in vermont let's go on now to progress to graduation and what all took place from there so senior year josh was well on track to graduating i don't want to brag but <laughs> go ahead we, we go won't ahead. Uh, give the guys a hard time on the team but i did have the highest gpa on the team <laughs> <laughs> all right josh he, he did. but i also that leads me to another fact i needed help with school with organizing with um how to set up schedule and andrea todd came to me met my freshman year and followed me all throughout, and I just... She was a godsend. She was a godsend, too, and yeah, that was another... I could not have got through college without Andrea Todd, and it's all that she provided for me as a friend to help me with my busyness, to help me mm-hmm. set up schedule. And I know that I didn't... Freshman, freshman, sophomore year, I didn't want to do that. I like... Mm-hmm. I was fine. I knew how to... I know how to do this and that. I was like, I don't, I don't need help. But then... I think it hit me junior year and realizing that I'm incorporating all this stuff Andrea's been putting into my life and like even to this day where I need a schedule. I need to put down my schedule every Sunday. I need to sit there and I need to put in my schedule and then I need to put in my grocery list mm-hmm. and just all the stuff mm-hmm. she taught me that I'm still using today and she got me to incorporate my schedule is like put your schedule down on your phone while you have your phone put your schedule your to-do list on your phone that you have access to that that you're not basing off memory all the time because we know how my memory was that's why i had all this help because my memory was such a um such a hindrance for me so all the tools and all the setup that she provided for me i could not have got through college without her and mm-hmm. that was another good, good one that was she another was god a good one yeah sounds to me like andrea was just helping you in the area of organization oh, yeah. from morning to night day by day she was but she was also she was a friend where mm-hmm. i mean she took me out places in vermont too to where hmm. Like we sometimes we would meet for coffee there in Burlington. She was my academic coach, but she was also my friend. 
another piece of the puzzle. <laughs> another, yes. yeah, another, definitely, another definitely, big, uh, big piece. So we had talked about so Josh's senior year. Josh earlier had referenced a surgery that he had, so he did have emergency surgery, but it was actually at the beginning of your senior year. He received a phone call from the assistant coach and said, "Hey." Josh is in the hospital, and we're like, okay, tell us more about that. <laughs> he had an obstructed bowel. Again, so people to immediately start praying for Joshua. We knew that there were people in Vermont praying for Joshua, as he said. Elizabeth sat with him. She was his mom until I could get there. All along, God was, again, working out. When they went in to open Josh, well, it was miraculous. There was no obstruction. There was no, it had worked itself out. Again, for us to say, thank you for being God's hands. This is God. And I remember in the hospital, Josh looking at Dave and say, why does this always happen my senior year? Why is this happening my senior year? (laughs) But then I think there were some opportunities, people within the hospital that knew Josh was there and came in. Yes. Remember that? I remember there was a uh, a little boy that elementary mm. cancer and Anthony Lamb and Everett Duncan, two seniors with me who were coming in visiting. I mean, they were, they were big time. I mean, they both were starters. Yeah. And then just ask the nurse, hey, can you bring... Can you bring him in here just to meet oh, them? Because the I... nurses said, starstruck, that oh. the Vermont basketball was right next door. And so. So, yeah, I had her bring him in and just see him, like, being awestruck. Well, and that encouragement <laughs> yeah. for him. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And you think about that when we always look at, well, good things. But God puts us in bad situations mm-hmm. just as he does good. And how are we going to deal with that? Mm-hmm. How, you know, and that's the big thing is. How are we going to deal with those? And that's what people look for. If you have your faith, it's it's the same as if you're going through bad times, you're going through good times. It should always be evened out. As Josh says, water always settles. So, yeah, so I think about that. It's going to settle, and we're just in this for a little time. But that kid coming to his room, we may have only been there for that. And and thank mm-hmm. God that Lisa and I got to see that we, also, mm-hmm. you know, that we were there when he mm-hmm. came in and, and talked to these guys and stuff. And I was like, this could be it. You're this right. This could, yeah. could be the reason. I guess then we need to fast forward to March 6th, senior night. Cooked up a plan for Joshua to be able to play. I just think uh, Will Brown, I think he doesn't get enough credit, but... You know, I think my coach, that he was so on board with it, but him reaching out to Will Brown and he, like... He's the University of Albany. Yeah, because that's who we were playing on senior night, and uh, I think there's been video recordings of Will Brown saying, Coach or Becker or John, I don't don't have to think about this, but we're on board. Just tell me what we have to do. Their involvement and their support through it I just say I couldn't be more thankful for mm-hmm. my school, University of Vermont, Coach Becker, my teammates, and then Coach Will Brown in Albany. Mm-hmm. Well, and when they set up the plan, so so what it was is Josh had been through the last four years. It was our ongoing thing. I would say I think Josh next year's the year, you know, and <laughs> just kept him moving, and he kept working hard at Josh next year's the year. So this opportunity came up that uh, John Becker reached out to Coach Brown and said, hey, we would like to do this on senior night, get Josh in the starting lineup. The thing was they were going to go down and score, and then Vermont was going to come down and then pass, and Josh was going to get a layup. He would have, you know, has played in his first NCAA game. One of the things the coach said, he talked about coming down the floor, passing to Josh, and scoring. And Josh says, no. The plan was... Benny, my one of my roommates was supposed to pass to Everett, who I came from Indiana with. Benny passed to Everett, passed to me, layup. And but then Josh had said to the coach, "No, I want everyone to touch it, because everybody was on this journey with me." And so each player passed it, went to Everett, and Everett passed it to him, and he scored. People still talk about that night at Vermont, that one of the most touching moments mm. they've ever been mm. in, and stuff like that. So, yep. 
Yep, it was. Yeah. You know, when you have a tragedy or, you know, something life-altering like this happens, it does. It, it impacts you. A severe traumatic brain injury, it impacts Josh, of course, but it impacts everyone, mm -hmm. your family, and how you decide that you're going to, how, how you're going to approach it, how are you going to live with it. You know, both of our girls processed it differently. But again, thank God used their gifts and their talents. It's like a loss. You know, for us, suddenly basketball was over. We had these visions and these these dreams of I I remember dreaming of Josh coming out of the locker room as a freshman dressed in his uniform. Well, I had to wait a few years. But Again, not my timing, but God's timing of Josh being able to run out and lead his team was just an incredible feeling. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, that's what I thought that it was going to feel like. And so when Josh finished and he made his way around, and the only thing that Josh said to me was, I did it, Mom. You did do it, and mm -hmm. you are doing it. So, yeah, so that was... That was such an awesome opportunity on so many different levels. It's kind of like it kind of put a period on the end of Vermont. Opened up doors from that. Joshua, you were on CBS News. He was on ESPN. Gosh, lots and lots of media coverage because of that. Another God thing. You postpone that night two weeks later, that doesn't happen. COVID shut down That's that right. whole NCAA season. And so we didn't get to play in the championship at our mm -hmm. conference. And I think about that, and I just think about God's timing. That happens two weeks later. I don't get to experience that because I remember we were sitting there and Coach Becker called all of us to, um, we'd won the first two games of the conference tourney gonna play for the championship and coach becker calls us in to the locker room and we're like what's going on what's happening and because we'd read big 10 conference had just canceled their tournament coach becker was in there with jeff shulman the ad said hey guys we've uh, unfortunately had to cancel it because covid the rest of the season i just think about that it's like if that happens two weeks later I don't get to experience that, and that's mm. another God's mm -hmm. timing. And it's that's just what it was. Mm -hmm. absolutely I'd like to say Josh was the last big thing in college basketball mm -hmm. in 2020. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, as Josh said, senior night two weeks later, we're moving him back to Indiana because we're not sure, you know, they were going to close mm -hmm. everything down. And so, yeah, so Josh moved home for a while. Continued finishing school, speaker for the graduation, so that was encouraging also all of his fellow catamount. Moved to here, COVID, that shut down, everybody, you know, kind of hang at home, but then Josh decided he needed to move out, and it was a good thing. We thought that he needed to move out too. <laughs> so he moved into his own apartment, but before that, he needed to learn how to drive again. Because Josh had to relearn how to do everything. Feed yourself, walking, everything. So we got to live those first, a second time. You know, I think we take things for granted. We try not to take things for granted. It's a little thing, but hey, you weren't doing that yesterday. Or look at that. And to celebrate every little thing. Josh, what was your major in? So it was in education. I did an individually designed major, and it was through the College of Education and Social Services. And then I double minored in coaching and behavior change. Wow, that's impressive. I try to be. Now that we have you through your major now, Josh, and all of the graduation and all that, let's go forward to today, Lisa. Okay. Finish us up. We are 
so thankful again that we get to come and talk about God. I think what I would want people to take away from this time is to celebrate. We need to celebrate all the little things more than we do. Dave will often say, hey, you can do that yesterday, and there we go, we celebrate it. Every person that we get to meet, we celebrate, we celebrate, we celebrate. I find myself stopping and taking a deep breath more and just slowing down so that I don't miss those God times. I don't miss those. I think my takeaway is how God works through others and how exciting it is to just be with people, be a part of their lives, and that, you know, they were a part of our lives. And there's so many people out there that want to be that way. And, and his timing, there's enough problems today to worry about. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about anything else. So, mm-hmm. you know, God is good all the time. So. Josh, what's your takeaway? You're never alone. We may feel like we're on this journey or you're on your own journey yourself. You're never alone. I mean, there's so many people around you that want to lift you up. Prayer is an encouragement that take the time to thank and listen to. Listen to those words of encouragement. Don't shrug those off. No, listen to those and thank the people that do. And then lastly, like I said, the book I'm reading, don't be in a rush. Trust in the Lord's plan. Trust in the Lord's timing. Don't be in a rush. You're going to miss so much. You go 100 miles per hour every every day. And I think once we do that, we miss the blessings. Dave, will you pray with us? Yes. Lord, thank you so much for just this opportunity to share your story, Lord. And it's all your story. And Lord, we just, we thank the, the people who came beside us. We thank the community. We thank everyone who has stood beside us and continuously stand beside Josh as he, as he's still growing. Lord, we just pray that uh, something we said would help someone out there. Just thank you so much that you're always with us. We ask this in his name. Amen. Thank you, Spidells, for coming today to share your story, but really more than anything, God's story with all of those who have kept up on you. And I know there are many others who may, for the first time, get to hear what happened in your lives. And so we thank you and appreciate your coming. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. We thank you, listeners, for listening to the chat today. We know it's been a bit different, but God's story that needed to be out there. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to future times when we can once again sit and have a chat.
Yes, everything's gonna be alright.